Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm really happy to have you with us again today. Today we're going to be talking about uh, are your dreams driving your anxiety? We'll be answering one of our listeners' questions. Before we get started with today's show, I want to ask you if you have any interest in learning more about anxiety, you can go over to the website anxietycoachespodcast.com and check out the website get some more information, see where you stand with your anxiety and what is over there that can help you. Maybe even just signing up for the newsletter that comes out twice a month might be just enough to keep you going in between the podcasts. All right, let's get to today's show. We have a question from our listener, Marilyn. And Marilyn says, Hi, Gina. There's no doubt your podcasts have helped me with my anxiety and panic. It's a real comfort to me in managing my anxiety, which I suffer with on a daily basis. However, my anxiety also spills into the night during sleep. The majority of the type of dreams or thoughts that wake me up are anxious-driven. I wake up in a panic, and emotionally it's torture, and it being on a subconscious level, it's not like I can control what we dream, what to dream about. During the day, I can logically make sense of how to handle anxiety, but at night, dreams and thoughts can be very irrational and compound the level of anxiety, which can seem worse than during the daytime. It's difficult to shake these thoughts in the quiet of night, and it's difficult to calm them. As a result, I am tired in the morning, and it's difficult to have the fortitude in managing the anxieties of a new day. It's become an endless cycle. I do watch my level of caffeine in the evening and exercise on a daily basis. I also have a very stressful job, and I do worry about my family. Do you have any insights you can give me in helping me relax my mind so I'm not bombarded by such thoughts or dreams during the night? And lastly, what might you suggest I can do to get back to sleep after being awakened? Thank you very much, Marilyn. Marilyn, thank you so much for that question. You had a lot in there. So let's see what we can do to give you a hand and all the other people that are struggling with this very same question. Um, Dreams and waking up in the middle of the night, even if you're not remembering the dream in an anxious state, is very, very uh, uncomfortable. And it can lead us to be afraid, which we all know what that does to our anxiety. So let's get started. You know, anxiety affects our subconscious mind. So uh, that's where this is coming in. You know, the dreams are, uh, are, are bubbling, our subconscious thoughts bubbling up in the night. It's our mind, uh, sifting and sorting and 
sweeping out during the night, a lot going on while we're sleeping. And our dreams obviously are uh, playing a part in all of that. And that is playing a part in our dreams. So, uh, you know, the dreams occur when the brain sleeps. It, the brain is trying to make connections between thoughts and uh, all of the happenings of the day and of these things that are bubbling up from the subconscious. During sleep, we make our memories. So like our sleep time is so important. We've talked about that on other episodes, but we're actually cementing our memories. It's um, This is happening during our sleep. So there's so much that went on during the day. And Marilyn mentioned in her email that, you know, she does worry about her family and she does have a stressful job. So she's carrying around a lot of stressful thoughts throughout the whole day. So I'm suggesting to Marilyn and to everybody else who has had this uh, difficulty with waking with uh, anxious dreams or being frightened by your dreams or even just waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety is to go back to those shows that we have talked about that were about sleeping and about um, what we can do for sleep hygiene. I'm not going to go over that today, but to put in the, uh, go over to the website and go on the page that says episodes and you can put sleep in the search box and you will get the uh, episodes that talk about different aspects of us getting better sleep and our sleep hygiene. But also use that podcast where we talked about the worry hour during the day because you can practice letting these intrusive thoughts and these worries that you're having about your family and the stress of your job, all of those things that are coming up during the day. If you use the worry hour, you can consolidate them and deal with them all at once. Or like I say in that podcast, if they even show up at all, and it sort of clears out some of those uh, intrusive thoughts, those worries that we carry around and then take into our sleep with us because or let's settle down into our subconscious only to arise at another night, right? Use the worry hour, use sleep hygiene. And, um, you know, when we are anxious, we have many random thoughts, nervous thoughts. The thoughts may be disconnected. They're about this, then they're about that. The mind can be jumping around. We may also have ADD and we're um, not following through with a conscious stream of thoughts. Um, but these anxious thoughts are often random. They're disconnected and they play out in the dreams where the mind and the brain are trying to make these connections out of things, store memories. So I'm not surprised that, that people have these dreams. Um, this is not uncommon. I do get email about this. And so don't feel like it's an oddity. This happens. It's a, it's a way of processing. So when you wake up in the night, Marilyn, and you've had one of these dreams, know that. Start from there knowing that this is just what it is. It's anxiety, settling out, cleaning, making connections, sweeping out of the brain, the, the mind, and 
that you are going to be okay. It isn't that something weird has happened to you during the night. Gotta put in that feeling of, okay, it's uncomfortable, but it's not dangerous. We don't want to add any more fuel to the fire. The stories that your dreaming state is producing is very much affected by um, our emotions and our stress levels. And so that is why the place we really need to start is by cleaning up our anxiety, by cleaning out those thoughts, using that worry hour that we just talked about recently, and moving moving into more of a state of calm by being in the parasympathetic nervous system, really having that relaxation response come on and be a part of our day much more than we are already. Because if we can not carry all of these high emotions and high stress levels around with us all day, we don't have to take them into our dreaming state, our sleep state with us every night. The dreams also may seem more real and they can seem extremely vivid depending on what part of the sleep cycle you wake up from. So the other piece is the cortisol, where you are with your cortisol cycle. So if you're dreaming, if, if you're dreaming, uh, more around the six to eight a.m. when the cortisol is highest, it, you're already sensitized being an anxious person. And then you have the cortisol on top of it. And if you're dreaming around that time, they may be extremely vivid and seem more real, more. And you may take that pounding heart. It may not wake you up right away. It may be manifesting in your dream, right? A lot of people talk about that. Whoa, whoa, you know, I was running and my heart was pounding and then I was awake and my heart was pounding still. And it's not, uh, you know, it's hard to know which came first, right? The chicken or the egg? Was it the the cortisol or was it the thoughts? But the cortisol is the highest at that time in the morning, uh, around six to eight, depending on your cycle. But an interesting thing about dreaming is um, depending where you are in your cycle. Now we need an hour and a half, about 90 minutes. Uh, again, it's very individual, but generally speaking, 90 minutes to go through an entire sleep cycle. And so you don't dream that entire time. There's only the uh, dream parts that you go through. But depending when you get woken up, like if you get woke up in the middle of the dream, that dream is very vivid and seems very real. So my point is if the cortisol is waking you up when you're in the dreaming state, it can seem very frightening. Some other things that can be affecting this, um, and Marilyn isn't here for me to ask her these questions, but we would want to ask these kind of questions. Um, you know, medications. Are there medications that could be uh, contributing to this? Are there supplements that could be contributing to this? Uh, anything that affects the neurotransmitters can play a part in how you dream. Uh, so check in and see if there's anything that's been recently changed med- um, medically as far as uh, drugs, medications, supplements even, anything that can be affecting the neurotransmitters. Um, we want to make sure that we're doing proper sleep hygiene, like I said earlier, and you can look for a whole nother podcast on that. I'll just briefly touch on it here uh, because 
the better we can sleep, the better we can go into our sleep, um, the more relaxed we are, the calmer we are, and the less that we have to struggle with and work out in our dreams from being anxious. Be sure you're getting to bed before 10. I've talked about that on other podcasts, why that's so important. Make sure your room is cool. No alcohol or caffeine in the evening if you're having difficulty sleeping or if you are having um vivid or uncomfortable dreams that are waking you with the anxiety. Make sure your room is darkened and that you're not um, around too much light, meaning computer, blue light, uh, television kind of light late into the evening. A great thing for you to add, Marilyn, uh, would be magnesium at night. It will help you to relax all the way around. So you would want to have either a magnesium drink, such as the Calm or uh, Magnesium Fizz. There's a bunch of them out there. Or you can just have your uh, Remag, magnesium water. You can just take a magnesium supplement. You could take a magnesium hot magnesium bath. Warm bath would feel wonderful. Uh, and so would a foot bath. A magnesium foot bath would also be super helpful for that. Now, Marilyn did ask about what to do when you wake up in the middle of the night with one of these dreams. Let's talk just a little bit about that because it can be very frightening. Everything seems so much more intense when it's dark out. Um, that's why we don't want to talk about scary things at night. We can wait till the morning, right? So if you wake, remind yourself of the dream being a part of your mind your and your brain processing. And the more anxious, the more processing. So if you had a rough day, you know, there's a lot more for your um, brain and mind to be working on. So watch those random thoughts during the day. Pay attention to how stressful your day is and try to consciously clear some of that out before you go to bed so that it doesn't all have to be processed in your sleep. We can consciously be at peace with things. Um, so again, the worry hour is a good thing. So is a 10-minute meditation before bed can work wonders because those thoughts are going to come up, perhaps, and you are going to be practicing letting them go to the back burner, right? Or letting them just walk across the stage of your mind. You're not going to interact with them, but you're going to let them be there. You can note them and then let them go. That way they've gotten some attention, but you haven't um, attached to them and let them take you down the wormhole. You want to find something that brings you peace. So here you are, maybe it's three or four o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking it's probably uh, usually maybe a little bit later if the cortisol is involved, but find something that brings you peace. Um, a lot of people have uh, a worry stone. Some people have prayer beads. You can use rosary beads. You can have your mantra. Um, you can have a, a simple prayer or a poem that you recite or a song that you can sing in your head, in your mind, that can run through your mind as you can relax yourself with it and maybe bring yourself back into sleep. If if not, 
you'll at least be calming your nervous system a little bit and not working it up, not adding fuel to the fire by being worried and overly concerned about what is happening. Remind yourself that this was just a dream and the dream is just a way of you processing um, a very stressful day or a high cortisol moment uh, if it is closer to morning time. And if you need to, if if laying in bed isn't going to uh, feel comfortable, like it just feels like you've got too much energy and you need to get out of the bed, get up, maybe go and get a glass of water and just bring yourself down a, a couple notches by sitting in a chair and actually sitting straight up and meditating, actually going into a meditation for 10 minutes You may not last that long. You may fall fast asleep sitting up. This is a wonderful and peaceful way to calm the mind and rest the body, even if you don't fall back to sleep. The meditation itself is so calming and so restorative that you don't need to be concerned that you were awake. It may not go away right away, Marilyn. Sometimes it's because of our anxious state. It's so many things coming into play. But once you begin to calm the nervous system and start walking this path out of the anxiety panic, you'll have calmer days. You'll have coping skills on how to handle stress and anxiety when it comes up. And you'll be able to process some of these things, these thoughts, intrusive thoughts, anxiety, anxiety, worry about the future, and you'll be able to consolidate it into either being put to rest during meditation when they come up or using the worry hour and just dealing with them all at once, letting them have the attention they need, but letting your mind body know that, that they're uncomfortable, they're distracting, and they're not fun, but they're not dangerous. And that's very important to remember when you are asleep and these thoughts are there. You feel your pounding heart, the sweaty palms, the anxious feeling. Remind yourself, it was anxiety. It was caused by um, a bad dream. It was caused perhaps by high cortisol at that waking time, or that it was caused by a culmination of of all of the above. You don't even need to know why. You just need to know that it was uncomfortable, but it's not dangerous. Remind yourself that you are safe and that that's why it sometimes can feel good to get out of the bed and sit in a chair and just have some time for meditation. You may want to crawl right back into bed and go right back to sleep. I hope this has been helpful for you, Marilyn. And if you have any follow-up questions, please take them to the Facebook group, the big Facebook group, and ask your questions. Uh, Let's see how everyone else is dealing also with their nighttime waking from bad dreams. I hope if you haven't joined that Facebook group that you'll go on over there and join. It's free. It's um, a private group. You have to be, uh, you have to ask to be let in. We'll let you in for sure. And um, wonderful group of people really working on supporting each other and finding their own way out of anxiety panic. 
Well, that's it for today's episode. And um, again, before I read today's quote, I just want to remind you that you can ask us any questions that come up by sending us an email at anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. While we cry ourselves to sleep, gratitude waits patiently to console and reassure us. There is a landscape larger than the one we can see. And that's from Sarah Von Bronick. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast, but until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 